Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, I picked the wrong game. Find out what it is inside. Now, hopefully you click this link without actually reading the name of the game, so this, this air of mystery is really cool. Um, but, so, so what happened was, first, say hello, Craig. Hello. So Craig was looking at a list of games that released in the year 2000, and he saw Rainbow Six and went, ah, cool, I liked Rainbow Six, let's do Rainbow Six for the year 2000. And he went and he got his PlayStation copy of the game, and he played it, and he was like, okay, all right, that's done. And then he went to Wikipedia to prep for the podcast. And that's when he realized that, oh, Craig had made a terrible mistake. You see, the, only the Dreamcast version was released in the year 2000, with the PC version being in 98, and the PlayStation version being two months shy of the year 2000. So... So, so 1999. 1999. Just to, just to be clear. <laughs> just to be clear. So, uh, I don't worry. I have punished Craig accordingly for this mistake. And I say we put this all behind us. Don't want to point fingers at Craig. Mm. And uh, yeah. let's get on with uh, with our normal lives. It's amazing. Not I'm not going to point any fingers anywhere. But you've punished me by framing me for your mistake. Now, you, you used the word frame. And I don't quite think, I think what happened was after a rigorous investigation, uh, we found out that because you had picked Fusion Frenzy, that <laughs> the, the the mental capacity was lessened. Dave. Hmm. Dave, I've just realized my next two picks are Fusion Frenzy and Fatal Frame. Wow. You got the double <laughs> alliteration combo. Man. Jeez. Uh, well, okay, oh, so no. this week we're playing Fainbow Fix. <laughs> so we can keep this streak going. <laughs> uh, sorry, Fom Flancy's Fainbow Fix. Uh-huh, Fom Flancy's Fainbow Fix. <laughs> oh my god. On the PlayStation. Okay, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's what happened. Uh, I, I, The list didn't demarcate that it was the Dreamcast version, so I kind of accidentally picked this. We're two months shy. Fine. It's fine. Because... It's fine because it released in 2000 somewhere, so it's whatever. Yeah, it released I'm in 2000. I got, to, know, play, I got in, to play Rainbow Six on, again on the Dreamcast. Okay, so mm -hmm. uh, really quick, just to get this out of the way, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six was not made by Tom Clancy. That's a very common misconception. Um, he barely writes his own books, let alone makes his own games. Mm -hmm. uh, this was developed by Red Storm, uh, except on the PS One, it was developed by Rebellion. Which it I was. totally didn't know. I, for some strange reason, I did that. I did know that. But wow. only because I did a deep dive into Rebellion's past after the um, Strange Brigade incident. <laughs> um, just the to SB see. Incident. It, yeah, yeah. It was a shame that, you know, like Ground Zero hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I, it was one of those ones that popped out like, oh, all right then. Um didn't know that. I, I actually played, and I'm really sorry, because what I did was I wanted to relive the glory of the old days, and this is getting into... So, Craig, what's your history with Rainbow Six? Well, my history is I played the PC version to absolute death 
way back in the day. It was it's an absolute solid highlight of my brain and um in history. Love it. Oh, I, I didn't know you had history with Rainbow yeah. Six. Yeah, so played it. I so for this episode, you keep on saying PlayStation like we were supposed to play the PlayStation, but but I didn't just play the PlayStation. I played the first mission flawlessly on the PC. So I spent a lot of time in the PC and I played the first mission again. Like I do with this kind of game, I'll play it again and again and again until it's flawless. And then I moved over to the PlayStation and played the first mission in the PlayStation and um, noted some differences. I believe the scientists referred to it as Hubui. Um, yeah. Now, see, um, when I was a, a young man uh, in the year 2000, I was 15 years old. And uh, 15-year-old Dave really liked the idea of realism in a game. And when it comes to realism on a console game, Rainbow Six is pretty high. Like, you're not taking tons of bullets. Your poor guy goes down in, like, two, three bullets tops. Yeah, yep. Um... And so I was infatuated with this game. Uh, I played it mainly on the N64, which, if you think PlayStation looks bad, ooh. Yeah. Um, so I, I own it on both the N64 and the PlayStation. Uh, I couldn't tell you a huge difference. I didn't reboot up the N64 version. I just played the PlayStation because that was, like, the fancy version because anything on a disc was inherently better than anything on a cartridge when I was a kid. Yeah, do you know what that is absolutely the truth and it's something you don't fully appreciate until you look back through the kind of um what happened in time but cartridges were as good like oh my god you've just unlocked so much <laughs> thought in my brain like an n64 cart quite often was better better than a playstation disc a lot less loading a lot less to be wow. fair, though, I mean, at the time, the big thing for me was FMVs, and mm. you couldn't, you didn't really see many FMVs on the N64. So if I wanted no, fancy, cool movies that I would sit and watch and imagine what mm. games will look be like when games look like that, Craig, when they look like yeah. that, uh, it was always PlayStation. Um, yeah, it was strange. Like, I mean, even when it came to like, I, I played uh, Chrono Trigger for the first time on PlayStation. And that's an SNES game, but it's much better mm-hmm. than the SNES cartridge. I mean, it's on a disc. Duh. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I have a lot of history. Like, this started, I believe, I want to say every Rainbow Six that hit console after this, I picked up and played. Because this, mm. uh, I've heard a lot of people um, kind of go, what was it, SWAT? Like, SWAT was the PC yep. one. SWAT, Yeah. Um, compare the two. Um, to me, there's, there's. Well, okay. So, I guess we should explain Rainbow Six in case you're you don't know what's going on. Uh, Rainbow Six is. I'm not gonna care about the plot because nobody cares about the plot. It's a semi-realistic first-person shooter where you have to infiltrate places and sometimes make extractions, but it's played uh, highly realistic. So before you go on a mission, you have to choose what your infiltration point is going to be, what team member is going to go there, what they're going to specialize in, pick their equipment. You know, do you bring the heartbeat sensor or do you bring the C4 charges? Um, and uh, in reality, it's actually just a very slow-paced first-person shooter. Uh, once you hit gameplay, that's really all it is. 
Uh, for me, when I was a kid, the planning phase was always so much more fun than oh. the actual game. God, yeah, yeah. And even now, like going back and playing it now, it's it's like, oh, oh man, look at all these choices. I could use have this gun or or this piece of equipment. And then you get in the game, you're mm. like, oh, oh, yeah, it's not quite what I thought it was. Well, that's the that's what I got from the PlayStation, but I absolutely didn't get that from the PC version because of the big. It's the big planning section in the PC. It's so much more robust than the PlayStation. So, oh, is it really? Yeah. So you know, in the PlayStation, when you get to that first mission and you've got, um, you pick your guy and you pick your guns and you pick their infiltration points. So you pick: are they going in the roof, or are they going in the front door, or are they going in the back door? Mm-hmm. On the PC, you actually just plot routes. For where they run, you start at a starting point and you go oh. and you draw a line. That guy's going to run around there and then he's going to hold there. Then he's going to breach that door and then he's going to run up that corridor, turn right, and then he's going to engage any enemies in that room and then he's going to run to that door and hold. So it's all about juggling your NPCs to go off and split. So you'd have them, if you knew, if you play the level again and again and again, you know someone's in the room. I'm getting quite excited here because it's great. So you you get the guy to run up all by himself and infiltrate a door, lockpicking, and then he goes in and he takes out the enemy and he waits. And by that point, you've climbed up a ladder and got into another room and shot someone. So you then switch to that guy who's waiting and you take over him for the next bit of his journey and rescued one of the hostages. And then you switch to your other guy who's climbed up. But it's, you should watch like a... A let's play or a um, yeah, I should long play. That sounds that sounds like this mixed with Frozen Synapse. That sounds great. Oh, uh, it's it's absolutely it's fantastic because you can control each player to the to the direction they are running in right the way through the mission. It's so much more robust. It's so wow. much fun. Uh, so for by comparison, in the PlayStation version, you just select okay, you're in the window, and I mean I know mm-hmm. you know this because you played it, but uh, yeah. Then you decide to take over one of those three people. Now, on the PlayStation version, I played two missions. And I couldn't tell if the people were moving on their own. I'm pretty sure they weren't. I'm pretty sure they just stayed there at their infiltration point. Okay. Because, I mean, I finished the the first level as just one person. And then I I didn't check. It's only thinking back now when you said that. Oh, do they do their own thing? No, I don't think they do. Um, No, I... I don't think they do. The, the, honestly, see if you go and watch... If you watch the first, like, 15 minutes, even just the briefing, you get a voiceover, you get some um, some video of, you know, like, Talking Head, uh, Command and Conquer style. You get... It's so much more robust, honestly. You're in for a treat. Oh, man, that's, that's great. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, like, all that stuff that you... Um described is what I have in my head as that's what came later. Like by Rainbow Six 3 on the consoles. By 3 and then into Vegas on the consoles, that's what was there from the start on the PC. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, first of all, Vegas was... Mwah, Vegas was good. Vegas is, Vegas is amazing. Um, but yeah, well, okay. played Vegas 2. But Vegas, yeah, it's, it's just... Well, I, I liked Vegas 1 and 2. Meh. I'm, I'm, mm. I didn't play um, multiplayer against people until Siege. But uh, 
I remember having a lot of fun with Terrorist Hunt with my friends on Vegas 1 and 2. That's some good stuff. Um, wow. Yeah, I feel like I really got the raw end of the stick on this one. Uh, yeah, you definitely did. Hang on. Right, well, you talk, you tell me how you feel, and then I'm going to send you an absolute stonkingly good <laughs> screenshot of... Alright, so, on the PlayStation version, now this is just what I experienced, but, uh... <laughs> Uh, people were made of angry triangles, as they always were. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of fog, which surprised me. That's not normally, you know, something I attribute to a PlayStation. And uh, yeah. I was mm-hmm. shocked by the the tiny amount of people, like enemies, in a mission. Um, in the first mission where you're infiltrating the house, I think there were six. Yeah, there's there's not a lot in that first mission, and it's the Belgian embassy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, wow! I, I mean, because uh, I, I, um, I forget, I forget. His, I think it's Chavez. I think is my main guy. Like I'm a Chavez guy, um, and I just went through, starting at the uh, the upper window, and just went down all the floors, cleared everybody out. Went, oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. That's every, and then you go find the ambassador, and you're like, all right, out the window we go. Yeah, uh, wasn't anything special. I mean, um, that was another big thing for me when I was a kid. Was uh, it's very cool to uh, have all these different operatives from all these special forces around the world. Always thought that was one of the coolest things. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when I was a kid and I had a lot more time on my hands, it would be like, oh, it says he's from the Mossad. Okay, and then I would just go read about the Mossad. And I'd be like, ah, oh, I know what your deal is now. Or, you know, yeah. this guy's from the SAS. I, I always thought that was really cool. Um, for It's very more, much more in the simulation FPS side of things. And it does do its background and its research well it, that bit of it is the Tom Clancy bit of it even though it's not Tom Clancy you know what I mean That's it's very much alright that... shut up for a moment Craig uh huh boy you really you really shafted me with your pick here because right now listener and because you're not here in my house uh uh-huh. I'm looking at the screenshot and if you remember an episode we did about Ocarina of Time where I played the N64 version <laughs> <laughs> and Craig played the wonderful 3DS version. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm getting those vibes. Um, wow, Wait, it so is we'll, so cut down on console. I will, I will post this to the chat so that I can describe to Dave what we're looking at here. But if you look down at the bottom right, you've got levels so you can view each floor oh in the building. Oh my gosh! And then for each floor, you've got each operative has their own color. And you select an operative, and then if you look at the bottom left, you've got controls for what they're doing. Are they going softly? Are they blitzing the place and engaging everything? And you just run them all through the house. You could play this, and you could run it and not just stand there, and your guys will take care of everything for you if you get it right. This is... this like It's very hard to explain how different the console version is. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. it, and it, wow, yeah, and if you tap, see that three D view at the bottom right, yeah, proper, it does a nice wee animation into a full three D rendered wee view of the house, so you can see angles for going through doors and upstairs and stuff. Oh my gosh, I've been living my life wrong this entire time, Craig. It's it's amazing. It's uh, actually amazing. Yeah, so I played half of this game. When I was a child, and I played half of this uh-huh. game. Now I had no, because uh, that thing right there, but it 
what it's showing. Um, when I came across Frozen Synapse, I thought, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And it uh-huh. turns out, oh, it's it's Rainbow Six. And I had yeah. no idea. It's just, it's fab. So that's the bit that always clicked for me. Because if now you'll get the context, if you look at that and then you think, Craig, I know your brain, it's a flipping great big action puzzle. It's figuring out who needs to go through what door at what point to make sure that everyone dies. Like all the enemies die, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, okay. It's super good. Now, now there's a... Now, uh, thinking about it, I'm kind of split. Because I remember uh, Rainbow Six 3. Uh, it was Xbox, if I remember correctly. I think that's what I played it on. Half of the fun for me, like what made it tense for me, was having to use gadgets like the little camera that you can slide under the door. Mm-hmm. or little... So, in this kind of planning situation, that eliminates all of that, doesn't it? Um, not, not really. Not really, because all it does is... Rainbow Six, for me, started off slow. It's a slow-paced, oh, yeah, puzzly, figure it out. And as it got further on, it got even slower. So it became about clearing corridors and open spaces and waiting at doors and then swapping between characters. Because oh, you can yeah. do that from the first one. Yeah, you have your which three is characters genius. Or, like, that is a really yeah. cool idea. It's good because you can get them to do what they need to do and then just swap for that final breach. Or if, you know, something goes sour, you can tweak your plan on the fly. Mm-hmm. So your first few goes through a level in three or Vegas could be, I'm going to go in, I'm going to use the gadgets, I'm going to look under doors and stuff. But when it came to your pure, lovely run through, it was back to planning because you knew what was behind the door. You knew that there was a guy over to the left and whatever. So it was always, a, it's like a hitman to me. You play the, the level again I was going to say Hitman or Splinter Cell. Again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You play it until you can figure out exactly where everyone is. And then that final beautiful playthrough where everything goes smoothly is the payoff. Now, um, out of curiosity, when you played this, did um, did your lizard brain overwrite this? Or did you play it like you were playing XCOM? Where if you know one guy dies, well, that's it. He's down for the whole game. Or did you reload? Oh, God, no, no. I would... It's fair. I would let someone die. They can die. They can do whatever they want until that final playthrough. The final level is where I sign it off and my brain is being, I've done that and I'll do that for Hitman and think, yeah, exactly like Splinter Cell. I okay. will polish a level to the point where I could pick up Hitman just now after not playing it for five years, go in and just go whatever in the cupboard under the stairs, flush you down the toilet, strangle you, job done. I know exactly what to do. It's just muscle memory now. Hmm. Do, do, uh, now, uh, this is a little off topic, but do, does that ruin replays for you? No, no, it's the same as a Monkey Island. I, I just play it for enjoyment and a bit of satisfaction. I don't know, maybe I'm a uh, bit autistic or something. I've got no idea, <laughs> but it just, it's really, really, really good. Because for me, satisfying. like the coolest thing in the world is when I replay something, oh, I forgot about this. Like, that's the coolest mm-hmm. thing for me. Um, I mean, unless it's something like, you know, something like Dark Souls or something. I, I guess I guess I understand it if I put it in that context for me where, yeah, yeah. it's like, all right, I know what you do against this guy. You always dodge to the left. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I, and then and the, the fun comes from um, enacting your plan. 
I guess. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You've uh, put the work in previously to know that you can just nail it and to prove that you can just nail it again is so much satisfaction. Now, I'm going to say something and I don't want to mm. dwell on it too long because it mm-hmm. hurts my heart and too much of it and I'll die. The next Rainbow Six game that's going to be coming out after Siege. Are you ready for this? Is um, about aliens. Is it? Yeah. Is that... Uh, given this um, virus-laden time, is it quarantine? It is. It is. Um, and uh, what they did to, go to Wildlands hurt my brain a lot. And yeah. there's nothing that says Tom Clancy more than aliens. I don't get that. I don't either. But you are a Ubisoft representative, correct? But I always thought, okay, right, Wildlands being the exception, I always thought they were leaving this franchise alone to do what it does best, Be- apart from Wildlands. Well, I mean, Wildlands is Ghost Recon, technically, but Ghost Recon mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, Rainbow Six, but in a more military aspect than yeah. special. Uh, yeah, that that's going to drive me insane. And the problem is, it, it, they said it's going to have a focus on co-op. And if it's a co-op siege, that's going to be a lot of fun. But it's aliens, man, in Tom Clancy game. Because... That doesn't... No, it it doesn't work, right? It... Do you know what? It puts me off. Like, and even if you came out with the most polished thing in the world ever that was going to be amazing and tick every single one of boxes and float all of my boats if you introduce something like oh it's aliens in this or it's oh it's time travel or it's and i'm not saying i don't like those things but you know something off the wall like those things are cool aliens are cool in an alien game in XCOM, let us say aliens are great exactly yeah exactly and time travel is great and you know like, and Back to the Future I, of the Telltale game. It was great. That's exactly not what I was going to say. <laughs> but, okay, let's go for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Why would... Hmm. Hmm. And I mean... I mean that, that, like, that's confirmed, because I haven't... I, that I know is the confirmed. Name. Because I had the headline of the next Rainbow Six will be a three-player co-op experience. I'm like, oh, this is great! Because, um... Like, you know, I, getting you to play Siege, it's a little harder when you're like, no, no, you're going to have to play against people that have been playing for four years. Let's go. Let's yeah. have fun. Um, but, like, if it was like, dude, it, it's just terrorist hunt, and that's what it's built to be, that would be way easier to get, because I'd love to play Rainbow Six with you, because in most games, mm-hmm. dear listener, uh, when me and Craig play together, I'm the guy that while Craig is saying, okay, here's the plan, I'm already down the road yeah. shooting things. <laughs> but yeah. If we played a Rainbow Six together, it'd be interesting because that's where I get all methodical. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when we played Sniper th- together, Craig. I'm actually thinking, do you know what would make a really comical live stream would be us playing Sniper Elite. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is interesting because scripts tend to get flipped. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's get up to this nest and you're like, fire! <laughs> no, no. Um, but, like, there's the interesting thing. Like, I understand game developers... Let us say it's the same team that's been making Rainbow Six since uh, the Ubisoft days, right? So all the whole time, it's always been them. 
I understand wanting to change your, hey, let's do something wacky, let's do aliens. I understand that from a shake things up thing, but I can't think of another game that holds like this corner of games, like the semi-realistic shooters. And that makes me a little sad to see it go away. Because, I mean, I used to love Ghost Recon games. Like, Ghost Recon games were up there with, like, Splinter Cell for me. And, like, this is this is great. But uh, Wildlands and what's the second one? Uh, it's Advanced Warfighter was the first one. And then it is... Advanced Warfighter was okay. Uh, no, I meant, like, like the one after Wildlands. Because there's oh. two of them. Fuck, I've got no idea. Me either. Um, I'm gonna do a quick. I remember Advanced Warfighter was revolutionary to me, and I'm hoping I get the same from um, whatever it is we're playing. That I keep remember uh, forgetting the name. Not Vanquish, the other one. Oh, um, uh, Binary Domain. Binary Domain. Um, Advanced Warfighter for me was very cool because it was the first game I've ever experienced that control of squad, like move forward, fall back. Oh, yeah, there, that was good do stuff. This, do that. It was really, really, really good. It felt like a like how Rainbow Six has f- strategy and tactics. It's like that, but it's real-time tactics. It's You need to go there now rather than we've thought about this before we got here. Yeah, kind of like a, a slower-paced Gears of War where you control the mm-hmm. squad. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoy that. It, it really does. Um, so, so it went Advanced Warfighter, Future Soldier... Wildlands. What was after Wildlands? It's Breakpoint. Oh, I never, never, never engaged with that because well, it came out last was... year. Oh, Wildlands was was miserable. It was oh, you just did Far Cry. Ah, yeah. Poop. Like I mean, um, this is gonna make me sound like a crusty old dinosaur, but I guess no more than any other episode. I anything that had like Tom Clancy on it was oh. This I'm, I'm totally gonna like this. I mean, you mm-hmm. had what? You had you had uh, Splinter Cell, you had Ghost yep. Recon, you had um, even weird ones like The Sum of All Fears. I remember that game being pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Rainbow Six, and it's like any of that, I'm totally game for. And now Splinter Cell's dead. Uh, Ghost Recon's kind of gone the way of Ubisoft. Uh, nobody's still playing Sum of All Fears anymore, and. Well, that looks like Rainbow Six might get completely changed. To be fair, I'll still buy it and give it a shot because, well, it's kind of dumb to say I don't like this without trying it. But right now, I'm not going into it with a lot of hope. Yeah, I think I'm going to be with you there. But um, anyway, back to the original Rainbow Six. Um, Hawks, the planes. The the planes. Yeah, that was a Tom Clancy series. Jesus, H. The front cover of the first game was the shiny visor thing. H A W X, all in capitals. Oh, Hawks. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, I remember End War too. It was like an RTS mm-hmm. with voice controls. You're right. Yeah. Wow, it's all coming and back to the me division. now. The division. The uh, division is Tom Clancy. The division is very Ubisoft. Very. I've never, I've never played it. Um, I've actually got an ongoing conversation because we're in these self-isolating times. The team at work, we're, we've got four people that all play games, including myself. We need a four-player game to play together, and the only thing that anyone's coming up with and agreeing on is Minecraft. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, I know, because. 
because I kind of thought it would be great as well, actually, to rebuild our university campus that we work at inside Minecraft. Um, we have very different definitions of fun, Craig. I've I know, that sometimes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but the, the division was the only other one that popped up, and I've never touched that. Okay, so for you, the the easiest way would be mix Borderlands with mm-hmm. Wildlands. That's kind of what the division is. It's got those RPG elements kind of like Borderlands does, of like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the damage range of your gun, uh, with kind of the world design of Wildlands, except you're in the city. I could I could go that. I finished the first one. It was okay. It was fun. It's just, this is not a Tom Clancy game. Huh. Yeah. I think that's it. The further down the line, we've got the more diluted Tom Clancy has become. He's more like... He's sold out, man. Except he's got nothing to do with it. But he's <laughs> he hasn't out. had anything to do with it for like a couple decades. <laughs> yeah. um, to be fair, um, if I if you're ever a corpse, that's the perfect time to sell out. That's perfectly fine. You mm-hmm. go right ahead. Um, but yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, hang on, hang on. Is Tom huh? Clancy dead? Tom Clancy has been dead the whole time. What a twist! Uh, hold on, I'm googling, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Fuck, I did not know that. Uh, Tom Clancy died 2013. Yeah, he died a while ago. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Now, there's a question. Have you ever read a Tom Clancy book? Uh, no, it, it doesn't float my boat. They are my dad very always. dry. They are perfect yeah. dad books. They are. Ooh. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. My dad always tries to get me to to read and and things like I love the Hunt for Red October and things like that. In fact, there was a Hunt for Red October game. There was like late eight, late eighties, early nineties, must be sometime around then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, honestly, I just could I could not read. I don't like that kind of book. They are. They almost even, read like tech manuals. Mm-hmm, even modern versions of it, I don't like these subwritten. Oh, what's the word that's like contracted out writing books? Oh, like ghost written books? Yeah, um there's a lot of series like that that my dad says, Oh, just read this, it's about spies or it's about this. Or it's Is your dad into you know, like Dean Koontz too? Or? Yeah, all that, all of that <laughs> Boy, there's a whole genre of just dad authors. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just like What's the other Oh John Grisham is the other one. John That's Grisham, yep. Totally dad books. Yep, yep. So the Holy Trinity of Tom Clancy, Dean Koontz, and John Grisham. Um, mm-hmm. Praised be their name. Yep. <laughs> they have kept the dads entertained at beach houses for decades. Yeah, um, okay, so so this is kind of strange because we're going to end up doing two different recommendations. You're going to end up, mm-hmm. whether or not you recommend the PC version, and I'm going to end up doing mm-hmm. the console version. So... Mm-hmm. Why don't you crack on with it, old craggy boy? Actually, you know what? Well, uh, let's make this interesting. Since Rainbow Six never really changed up until you know recently, um, mm-hmm. would you? How would you put this against something like Vegas? In terms of I'd, which one would you go back to? Ah, Vegas is a tricky one. If you'd said probably most other ones, I would have been. It, it, it would have been easier to say, but I think. Vegas was the peak of the best Rainbow Six games. Um, before that, you had whatever three and all its associated DLC. Um, I, I I would recommend this. I would recommend any PC one over any PlayStation one for a start, just to take a, a wee dig at you there. Oh Sorry. yeah, absolutely. Um, 
if you just had a thought that oh maybe I'll like this, but I'll I'll just I'll just have a wee go and I'll I'll see what it's like. Play Vegas because it's easy the best. But if you want to take a deep dive into this, the first Rainbow Six on PC is highly serviceable, completely and utterly playable right now as an amazing game. It looks like a twenty year old game, but it plays so smoothly and it's deep. It's not like I've picked up a twenty year old RPG and oh my god, this is fucking awful. <laughs> it it's got solid strategy and tactics and really smooth gameplay and because it's so slow paced, it doesn't really matter that people only have like one texture on their face and stuff like that. It it doesn't matter about any of that stuff. If if the wallpaper is all tiles of four pixel wide patterns and stuff, it's like somebody had a Windows ninety eight PC and put Houndstooth on just yeah, repeat. Exactly, it's fantastic. The PC version is honestly flipping amazing, and you don't get it these days. You do not get this at all. It just doesn't exist. So you have to go back. I, I won't say the caveat unless it does, and it's a series I don't know about. If there is a game series like Rainbow Six, be sure to hit us up because I I really crave this kind of uh, high tension shooter. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I mean that's the thing. I guess if if you're somebody who's you know you grew up and you did the Unreal and or the Doom and you just followed that line, maybe you played Turok. I don't know why you would, but maybe you did. You know you, you just go along that that heavy action shooter vibe. If you've never played a really high tension shooter, they're really fun. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember does I didn't run into one in the first two missions I did. Does this game even have health packs? Other than what you bring no. in the beginning, as far as I remember, it's got uh, you prep for that mission. You're not picking anything up anywhere. You can't even pick up enemy weapons or anything like that. You're you're stuck with what you take, and that is part of the fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, I absolutely agree. So yeah, if you've never played a high tension game like this, I'm gonna say if it is your only option, it's still worth it just to see what it plays like. If you're gonna play PlayStation. Or N64, I would imagine. Uh, but that's what it should be treated as. This should be a, well, this is my only option. Even though I didn't know this was included on the PlayStation Classic in Europe. Was it? Yeah. I've got a flipping PlayStation. I would never, ever have dreamt of playing it on the PlayStation. On the PlayStation, not only have you not got your thumbstick for look, Like, this is built for the PC. See, if you play the PC version and then play the PlayStation version, you'll be like, what the what have they done to this amazing game? <laughs> They've completely nerfed every aspect of the game. Now, see, we're going to disagree on, uh, because I am way better with a controller in my hand at shooters than I am with a mouse and keyboard. Okay. So, I mean... I mean, that that's... Uh, these days, I would prefer, like, two thumbsticks, like, PlayStation controller, easy, just for the fact that it's just comfy and easy. Yeah, but like I was one of those could... weirdos playing like Black Ops Three on the PC with uh, game. I'll tell you what, though, uh, if there's ever a case to be made for PC is a lot or PC controls are a lot more accurate than uh, gamepad. Oh yeah, uh, try playing mm-hmm. on a gamepad with people that are playing on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, it is it's rough. I don't know how you. I don't know how you could. Anyway, um, yeah. So my my solid recommendation is just. 
flipping if you if it entices you at all, go back and have a look. If you've played Rainbow Six Siege, and you think you know I quite like this whole tactical type thing, go and have a bash. Because when you get into the single player side of things and there's actual structured missions and everything's lovely and you can just switch between characters and it's just it's just the bees. Oh, uh, absolutely agreed. Again, PlayStation should be a last resort, but uh, if that's all you got, that's all you got. I know what that feels like, mm-hmm. so uh, boot it up. Have a good time. Uh, just remember that it's way better on the PC. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so, Craig, why don't you tell us what is next and then apologize profusely for it? Well, Dave, seeing as I'm the one in the know about all things spreadsheety and scheduly, next up we have Sayonara Wild Hearts, which <laughs> is a request from my good friend or our good friend, Ian. Ha, Dave, take it. Oh, um, but yet, man. what Dave is alluding to is after that hour run and retro rewind, great games takes a slight dip in quality as we play Fusion Frenzy. So takes a dip. Two weeks this later. is a man jumping out of a plane and his parachute <laughs> does not open. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It's the cartoon where you know he opens it and there's an anvil inside. Oh, that's God. that's what the. So anyway, yes. Join us next time when we talk about launch Xbox original game Fusion Frenzy Jeez. that somehow made it to platinum hits. Fuck. Not to tip our hand at all. <laughs> So, if you want to recommend a game for us to do, you can do it on the website at thebiteffect.com. Uh, other than that, uh, we also have a forum if you just want to say hi or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, Craig, why don't you sign off with a bogey down or a payload delivered or oh, something tango, tango, yeah, tango, tango down. down. All right. Uh, I hope you were talking into the collar of your shirt. Uh, no, because of social distancing, I'm not allowed to wear shorts. Oh, well, that's great. Nothing but, but shirtless people in Scotland. That's awesome. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we will catch you later. If you're stuck inside with coronavirus, my sympathies, but hopefully you have a good time. And we'll catch you later. <laughs>